Hello, everyone. We're back. It's Catherine and Elise. We're recording at nighttime again. We're back on our bullshit. It's it's unhinged. (laughs) No other word for it. Never have I laughed harder, but also like cried a little tiny bit. We laughed. We called ourselves out for the toxic behavior that we ourselves perform. Yeah. So many realizations. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this time we fell into Netflix's ad traps and Mm -hmm. watched Holidate with Emma Roberts and an Australian guy. Yep. He uh, could be a Hemsworth cousin. I don't know. (laughs) I have, I could not tell you what his name is. Literally can't. I don't even want to look it up right now. I'm sorry. Probably Josh. I am going to look it up now to see if his name is actually... <laughs> if it is Josh, I'm going to cry. J names only. No, his name is Luke. Damn it. Ugh. I really thought he was a J name. Sad. sad. You need to see it. Yeah. That improves my opinion of him, though, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we watched the movie. It's a topical topical time to review this. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Came out in October, I think. End of October, at least. Yeah. Something that sounds... Like that correct it is uh we falsely believed that it was um limited to the holiday season of like november and december in terms of (laughs) plot but this movie really does cover all the holidays we thought it was a yule time flick yes Um, it was not it had year-round resonance (laughs) (laughs) it did yeah if you don't want to commit the one hour and 45 minutes to watching it no listen we this was a divisive film because i would watch it again and i would not (laughs) so you can decide what you want to do based on that um before you listen to the synopsis and the podcast full of spoilers we had two different viewing experiences and uh yeah we came out divided a house divided against itself cannot (laughs) stand well why am i um a white man if we agree on the fundamentals actually i think we can come to a <laughs> come to a nuanced conclusion I'm if, you so just, tired. <laughs> if you just let me play devil's advocate for a minute <laughs> get the f- what is it with white men and devil's advocate it's because white men are the devil's advocate quite literally they have been for many many hundreds and thousands of years and nothing will tell me otherwise we're mixing it up. Are we mixing it up? Am I going for it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're mixing it up you. this episode. <laughs> and your girl is going to try to do a synopsis. And this might go horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> anyway. So if, yes, if you haven't watched the movie, here's a little synopsis for you. We open, it's Christmas time. And our main character, Sloan, is at her family's house for, for um, Christmas dinner. Immediately we are led to believe that she's very jaded she's smoking a cigarette and she stubs it out on top of a plastic santa so she's obviously not in the spirit and we find that her family is quite overbearing and very insistent that she should not be single for the holidays and when is she going to get a boyfriend and or when is she going to get married but she has a sister and a brother um, they're both in relationships the sister's married and then the brother gets engaged on uh, during christmas dinner and that is very uh, sad for Sloane, who only gets pajamas for Christmas and, and is the only single one in her family. So after this harrowing experience, we cut to our other main lead. Uh, his name is Jackson, and he's going to Christmas at a date's house, I guess. They've only been on three dates, and she has taken him to meet her parents. He 
does not want to be in any kind of committed relationship with her, but she's very, quote, clingy. The whole thing goes wrong and they break up, but not before she gives him three pairs of khakis for Christmas. So we cut to a bit later and our two leads meet each other at the mall trying to return these bad Christmas presents that they've got. Oh, I forgot about the aunt. Uh, Sloan has an aunt who brings single dates to each holiday and she calls them her holidays. And so there's no commitment, but the family doesn't bother her about like being single. So anyway, um, we come back to the mall. Sloan and Jackson meet in line. They kind of share some banter and share their despairs over trying to like be with people over the holidays. And they decide maybe that they will be each other's holidays. They exchange numbers and she, they're going to think about doing it. And they end up being each other's holidays for New Year's Eve. So they go to a New Year's Eve party together. They're having fun without the pressure of being in a relationship. But at the countdown, Sloan is sad that Jackson does not kiss her. So we get a little twinge of like, maybe there's something there. Anyway, at the risk of this being a very long synopsis, essentially what happens is they go to pretty much all of the holidays throughout the year together like they kind of continue being each other's holidays there's a lot of other stuff <laughs> happening sloan has a bad ex-boyfriend who cheated on her who's now with a younger prettier girl and she's upset about that for most of the movie jackson had a bad relationship that is sort of somewhat touched on but the gist is that they are kind of together for all these different holidays throughout the year and they're kind of falling for each other but Neither of them are really admitting it. And finally, they they go to a Halloween party together where Sloan accidentally takes a bunch of laxatives <laughs> and she is, has to go home and, and go poop really badly. And Jackson stays and takes care of her and is very like tender and caring. And they end up hooking up. Then there's some miscommunication. There's some tension between them, but they end up uh, reuniting they reunite at Thanksgiving reunite. and have a yeah. big blowout. Yes, they have a huge fight at Thanksgiving, but ultimately they reconcile in the mall where Sloan makes a big speech um, with all the Christmas shoppers watching and asks, tells Jackson that she really likes him and has fallen for him and like wants to be with him. And he says yes, and they share a kiss. And then we cut to the end of the movie with some like post-credit stuff about them going to Australia because Jackson's from Australia and all these other members of Sloan's family. Everyone's in a relationship. We're all happy. That's the movie. And I think I, just, I don't know how that went. Oh God. Not um it was good. Bases covered. Yeah. I mean the movie itself is very disjointed and kind of like yeah. hard to summarize because it's very episodic, but that's the gist, I think. I agree. So we will we will get into the discussion. Here we are again. Oh, man. <laughs> I frankly... Here we are, you know? This is kind of the, the movie for this sort of vibe anyway. <laughs> okay, can I say, I don't know if this is a function of how poorly I am doing physically, mentally, emotionally. I'm obsessed with this movie. I love it. <laughs> I think this is the first time where we've had, like, differing opinions because I like tried to like it and I was just like oh I like the chemistry between the leads I think they have good chemistry but there's just all this other stuff where I was just like what the fuck is going on it is fair like it wasn't a work of art sure but we've seen worse 
this is yeah exactly it wasn't the worst one that I've seen but I most of the, the <laughs> most of my notes are just like what the fuck is this okay to be honest a lot of the beginning had issues for me yeah. there were a lot of things that I had trouble getting past okay maybe part of the reason that I like this was that I watched the beginning I watched probably mm-hmm. it's an hour and 45 minutes I think I watched 55 minutes and then something came up and I had to turn it off and then I came back to it and so I watched the first and second half of the movie separately, like a week apart. Oh. And maybe that changed my perception because the second half of the movie is markedly better, I think, than the first half. Yeah. 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 The first half is like wacky. The pacing is just the first five minutes. The pacing is so weird. Yes. Like she just kind of shows up at her family's house and like they're having this whole Christmas thing. And I think they meant for it to kind of establish this her character of just kind of being really like jaded and kind of over it because she's really unhappy and out of love and all that stuff and her family's pressuring her to be in a relationship or whatever but like it just felt to me like it started in the middle almost if that makes sense like I feel like in a lot of rom-com type things they establish character differently and and it just kind of dropped you into the middle of this and so I was like what is the pacing it was very confusing for yeah like the first half of it was just yeah. It was all over the place. I um pretty much was distracted during that first scene because as soon as Kristen Chenoweth came on, I was like, what in the world? <laughs> I know. She like shows up in random things, I feel like. She it's does. Crazy. I think she kind of like, like has that level of fame that she probably yeah. made, like, a fair amount of money to do that yeah. and probably was on set for like six days or something. That's true. I feel like, yeah, you get famous enough, like it doesn't really matter at that point she's just she's just here for the laughs <laughs> yeah I'd say the core of what frustrated me and that I found confusing the holiday concept is something yeah. that I struggled with the insinuation for Kristen Chenoweth was that like she is not respected in the family and mm-hmm. she is an old spinster and everybody just knows that and has moved on mm-hmm. but then Sloan takes Kristen Chenoweth's strategy as a way to prove to people that she's not a spinster but then, and I was like, okay, okay, I'm on board. But then she told everyone that this guy was just for holiday dates. Right. Which I thought that the whole point of it was that, like, she would bring him and be like, this is my boyfriend. And they just, like, yeah. act like they were together yeah. for holidays and then, like, not talk to each other in between. Yeah, exactly. Like, on the one hand, I feel like they had to have that because the sister kind of plays a large part in convincing Sloan that they should be together. But on the other hand, I think it could have been an arc with, like, Sloane's relationship with her sister changes over the movie. That, like, at Mm -hmm. first she makes all these disparaging comments about, like, oh, my sister's gotten so cheap since she had kids. And then it seems like they get much closer over the course of the movie and they bond over a variety of things, including, like, their brother's uptight fiancé and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think it would have made so much sense if everybody had thought that she was dating Jackson. And then Mm. at some point she, like, breaks down and tells her sister oh, we're not, we're just holidays. And then her sister is like, mm, actually, I see a lot of chemistry there. And I think you're actually should be together. Yes. Once again, you're fixing the Netflix plots. And I really think they should hire you. What can I say? As a script consultant. Because like, yeah, that would make so much more sense. And again, like it would make the relationship between uh, Sloan and her sister like a little bit more meaningful. Because like, I feel like they kind of hinted them bonding more, but I almost feel like that was broken up so much that I didn't really get that arc as much as it, like to the extent that it could have been portrayed I guess yeah my issue with the holiday thing 
other than what you just said, which was so incredibly true, was the fact that you don't need a date for all these holidays. Like, first of all, New Year's Eve, that party that they went to, that's something you could go to single or as a group. Like, that would be fun either way. And her family wasn't even there. So why did she need him for that? Like, it wasn't, to me, it read more as like a thing that you're trying to prove to your family that you're not single and alone, because that was sort of like the whole thing. So that was confusing. But then also like St. Patrick's Day, 4th of July, like Cinco de Mayo, like I was just... <laughs> and literally the structure of the movie is just them moving from holiday to holiday. So it feels really like just episodic in that way. And so the through line was just, it was so wacky. And the fact that the holiday itself was contradictory was like kind of just made the whole thing fall apart for me. Cause I was like, the pacing's weird. The, the concept doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think there are certain, most of the family things, because again, if she had been saying, oh, this is my boyfriend, don't worry about it. Like, Mm -hmm. that would be one thing. But because she's not, it would have been Mm -hmm. equally valuable to bring a friend to any of these events. And, like, I almost get, like, St. Patrick's Day or, like, going out without family Mm -hmm. a little bit more. That, like, okay, I want to go out and have a good time. But if I go out with like a female friend, I'll be hit on by all these random guys and I don't want oh, that. Yeah. So I, I do get that. But again, you could just go with a male friend. It's so contrived and like yeah. convoluted the way that they set it up is just kind of I, like I, I get what they're going for, you know, just that they're like they're just friends, but they'll fall for each other. Like it's a very common yeah. rom-com <laughs> trope. That's that's classic. But the way they do it is weird. And I feel like it's kind of a bummer because I think Emma Roberts and the guy who plays Jackson, like I liked their chemistry and I feel like they could have done a fun rom-com in like a different story structure. Yeah. I think I just like put that out of my mind because I did watch it in two separate mm. parts. And I, I did like the episodic structure of it that it was kind of like mm-hmm. checking in and it was so like it was such a caricature at every point because yeah, like St. Patrick's Day, she was wearing a green wig and stuff like that. And it was right. kind of fun. But yeah, I think the whole movie would have been fixed if they had been pretending to be a couple the whole time. And so many of I... the funniest moments were like them. Like when they were at Mother's Day, which also Mother's Day. <laughs> Who the fuck something like what? Why do you need a date to bring to your Mother's Day lunch with just your mom? Exactly, that was so weird. But like, it was such a funny <laughs> sequence that her mom was like, "Oh, you guys should get together," and they were like, "Oh, let's go have sex in the bathroom," and we're kind of like joking around with her, and it was funny. Yeah, yeah. And they could have been yeah. doing that the whole time because Aunt Susan, Kristen Chenoweth, clearly was not telling everybody that it was a holiday. She only told right. Sloan, so it seemed like it should have been an equal secret mm-hmm. with Jackson. Is I think I don't know. My my theory now is that they just wanted to say holiday as many times as they could uh-huh. because they said it about like you know a hundred times throughout <laughs> the movie. So like, don't forget, it's called a holiday. Like, there are they trying to make it a thing? Like, <laughs> yeah, stop trying to make know. holiday happen. Yeah. <laughs> It's not, not gonna, gonna happen. happen. Exactly. The other thing that kind of got me, I don't know if they were like trying to make fun of it or if they were like leaning into it, but just this like constant, they're just like constantly talking about how like men and women in relationships yes. are different. Oh my God. I kind of lean on the side of like they're not really making fun of it because it's just like so 
like they don't really comment on it they just say like oh men are afraid of commitment or like and women are just so clingy and they always want to date around the holiday and blah 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 and so this like weird reinforcement of this very harsh gender binary I was just like this is very annoying and I don't know why you guys are leaning into this so hard yeah so yeah that's like one of my biggest pet peeves in movies and in life because Mm -hmm. I'm like when are y'all gonna realize that everybody's different and also like if you say those things out loud repeatedly it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy like people will act that way because that's how they're expected to act that's the whole reason why you shouldn't like make like normalize those kinds of really rigid binaries so it was very annoying to me to hear these kind of like super stupid like chicks go mental around the holidays and like you know women go crazy at weddings because (laughs) obviously they want to get married right away and other than Sloan I feel like the depiction of women in this movie I didn't love it because they were all depicted as just like like the girl on New Year's Eve who's like oh my god my boyfriend has to propose to me right at midnight and blah 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 like I I feel like they just didn't do (laughs) the women in this movie many favors I feel like a lot of them were just kind of Oh, what a stupid woman. (laughs) I agree. In addition to that, I think it assumed tropes like that it's normal to get engaged on New Year's Eve. I've never heard of that. I mean, I don't know, but... Nope. (laughs) But yeah, and it kind of felt like, coming back to the age old, felt like they were being like, Sloane's not like most girls. She's damaged. (laughs) Okay, so that... I read this like... I think it was from the Hollywood Reporter, but it was just like a review of this movie. But they opened the review with the whole cool girl trope from yeah. Gone Girl. That monologue that she does. Sloane is the cool girl. She eats a lot. She drinks beer with the guys. She's really Ugh. chill with being objectified. And she's really frank and direct. And it's very like, you know, she'll say something like super sexualized. And like, you know, it's no big deal. She's a cool girl. And like, <laughs> So exactly. It's just the not like other girls kind of thing. And I hate it. Yeah. And I think in general, like a pattern that I'm seeing more and more with Netflix movies is that they try to cram so many of these things that they've seen. Again, it feels like a computer wrote a movie. Yes. This not as badly as the kissing booth, but yeah, it's like, oh, let me just like throw this little bit in about like the differences between men and women. (laughs) Haha, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Am I right? Yeah. Another thing that they do is they have that moment on Easter where like Jackson is randomly really vulnerable but they never bring it up again yeah (laughs) it just simply never comes up again which I thought was so weird because like Sloan talks about Luke in a less vulnerable way than he does Mm -hmm. and Luke comes up like multiple times over the course of the movie whereas Mm -hmm. Jackson goes on and on about some girl that deserted him after like pretending that she was going to be with him forever whatever Mm-hmm. and is on the verge of tears talking about it and then he just moves mm-hmm. on and it felt like such a yeah. like throwaway conversation that mm-hmm. oh he's damaged too by the way okay let's move on right I think that's a really good point because I feel like Sloan's whole dynamic with Luke is also very like stereotypical of the rom-com genre for how like adult women are in relationships or who have been broken up with are portrayed that they like the most terrifying thing they can imagine is seeing their ex with a more beautiful younger woman and then he gets the woman pregnant and oh my god that's like the worst thing in the world so it really does kind of like lean into that stereotype on her end and then like the thing with Jackson they just never mention it and I feel like that could have been like a good place to maybe subvert some of those tropes or stereotypes and really like go more into 
depth with you know whatever the damage that he was dealing with that kind of stuff but no they just like really lean into the fact that she's so upset that (laughs) her ex-boyfriend like got a woman pregnant on valentine's day like it's just not a fan of that absolutely and it, it it also like clearly on the one hand they're trying to make us see that both jackson and sloan are like damaged when they come into this holiday Mm -hmm. thing relationship that they start Mm -hmm. and then on the other hand it's like they show over the course of the film that really only sloan is damaged and jackson is just like being a guy yes that's so the that's exactly it and then that itself is its own stereotype of like how women are just much more emotional in regards to like a breakup and men can just like brush it off and get over it and whatever and that the emotional development is the emotional weight is placed onto the woman and (laughs) it's just kind of like well we don't have to explore any of that it's fine I'm a dude yeah yeah it's it it was weird I feel like they could have done so much more with like his side of it because it definitely comes across as super one-sided yeah and then it makes it almost makes Sloan seem like quote crazy for like obsessing over this guy for so long it's weird I feel like they were trying to do some kind of subversion sort of stuff but they ended up just not (laughs) yeah it felt very surface level and you saw it as Mm -hmm. well at the new year's party that they do the like quote-unquote meta thing where they're like oh yeah rom-coms are so stupid blah 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 yeah. blah. the two main characters you know they're gonna get together and they make up some reason that they can't be together mm-hmm. it was like all right and, and then they just do it <laughs> yeah and I think yeah. that was like an interesting storyline like 15 yeah. years ago but at this yes point, we've all seen it so many yes. times Thank you. Thank you. That is exactly, that was how I felt. I was just like, I've seen and heard these things before and like, you're not doing the work to like fully subvert them. Again, I feel like Netflix just kind of wants to have their cake and eat it. And they don't really want to put in the work of like actually changing some of these story structures, but they, they go through the kind of surface level emotions of just being like, well, we actually do know that, you know, women are people too, but we're just not going to really display that in this movie. That just doesn't seem like our problem. That seems like a no. you problem. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a you problem. And yeah, we're not going to say anything about like healthy portrayals of masculinity. Why would we do that kind yeah. of work? <laughs> yeah, reflecting on it more, I think all the quote unquote trauma that Jackson had on baggage, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, was like a mm-hmm. non sequitur to his behavior. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Sloan her quote-unquote baggage which was like her being wronged was a personal character flaw (laughs) yeah that's oh that's such a good way to put it that was well said here here good job if i had a gavel (laughs) i would i would pound it but that's what they do to to women overwhelmingly in rom-coms is that's their character trait that that's their whole self that and it, it and again it's just that thing of like you can't be a fully realized person unless you're with a guy. And if you're not with a guy, then, oh my God, what, what, what does it all mean? What does it, what does it mean? And so by solving that, you just get with another guy who's yeah. better for you. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so fucked. I have never thought about it in those exact words, but like, <laughs> mama. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to watch rom-coms like <laughs> properly and just enjoy them because like this for me wasn't even really a movie that I could just watch and kind of like I know it's silly but like I'll still enjoy the silliness like for me I felt more of that watching a knight's tale no (laughs) 
We are sick. We are sick. Help. <laughs> I felt more of that watching the night before Christmas than I did watching this movie. Okay, wait. I want to talk about the things that I really liked about this movie. Yes, let's let's do some positives. I, I dig it. Number one, <laughs> Sloane's wardrobe and all of the females' jewelry. Incredible. Yes. I loved watching it. It made me want to buy more things, which I shouldn't do. Um, <laughs> but I guess that's the power of um, subliminal marketing. Other things I loved, when he fucking blew his finger off. <laughs> My question with that was, why wasn't that the scene? The scene was like Sloane and her sister talking on the deck and then they're like, oh, fuck, he blew his finger off. <laughs> that just, t- it took a hard, like, left turn. <laughs> And honestly, I think that's part of, like, Netflix's algorithm. Like, you have to have something in there that's outrageous enough that people will remember it. Yeah. Um, So I've really gotten got by Netflix in this case. But I loved it. I loved every second he was holding his finger in a bag, like, oh! (laughs) I liked the kind of the finger puns at the hospital when they're high. I loved that. I was going to say, I really related to Sloan's driving to the hospital. I was going to say that too. <laughs> because that's my nightmare is having to drive somewhere to the hospital and I like don't drive well. And so her just like fucking losing it on the road was oh incredible. I felt for her in that moment. She is a fictional yeah. character and no finger yeah. was blown off. But like, I felt But that. also my... <laughs> My my big question about that was, like, the sister was, like, I can't drive him. And didn't she say, like, I can't drive him because I've been smoking? But she took a hit before they left for the 4th of July party. So she was driving under the influence. Yes. Like, that part disturbed me just because it was so casual. She's sitting in the driver's seat. And I'm, like, if you want to smoke your weed and drive and ride in the passenger seat, do so. But, like, please don't drive. Unless they were going, like, 15 minutes. And they, because yeah. like it wouldn't hit until then, right? But like they were not. But it looked like they were at a lake, like, and they were in Chicago, I think, to begin yeah. with, like the suburbs. So I felt like it would be kind of a long drive. I don't and, know that. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about that when they were at the hospital and Sloane saw Farouk. She was like, "I didn't know you worked all the way out here," which means it was it was out far. there. Yeah, <laughs> troubling. Yeah, very troubling. <laughs> Ooh, another troubling I'm sorry I've derailed us from your positive no, that's okay. um, the things you liked but the other troubling thing for me was when they're getting ready for Halloween Sloan and her sister they say something about like when did Halloween go from dressing up like a princess to dressing up like a whore and one of the sister's kids goes what's a whore and then Sloan and their sister say someone who gets paid to play with boys and then the two little girls are like oh I want to be a whore and I'm like why was this in the script yeah some comedic relief I guess but um. I guess but it like it didn't land for me I guess I was just like this this isn't funny I don't know there are a lot of things in here that I felt like they were going for kind of raunchy humor it just didn't get there just and so it just ends up being really awkward and strange and feeling like I don't know yeah I thought there was a little too much um kid involvement like yeah that felt contrived yeah Um, I also the other thing that was super (laughs) like contrived and unbelievable was when her sister Sloane's sister had Sloane taking laxatives all night I was like y'all yeah. didn't look not even it after laxative. exactly first pill second pill third pill you didn't even look at the bottle once like I don't think I've ever just like taken a bottle and not looked at it yeah 
also how I mean the fact that the laxatives didn't kick in sooner yeah. <laughs> I was also like I feel like she would have been feeling something she was taking them for the hours <laughs> hello that was a very strange sequence I was just kind of like I feel like you could have gotten them to the point of like having a moment together with <laughs> through some other means I don't know it was just very it was very strange yeah it felt very and there were so many other ways that you could have even like the very same plot thing like it said laxative mm-hmm. in big letters mm-hmm. and it could have like they could have made up a like fake prescription name yeah. and Aunt Susan could have said oh, this, this is, is a laxative yeah or like that would have been so much better they could have googled <laughs> it they could have done it. like yeah. in what world would her big letters <laughs> laxative I don't think I've seen a laxative in the store that just says laxative no big time laxative yeah 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 that was very contrived as you said very just I don't know easily fixed (laughs) yeah and this is the thing this is these are the things that are the most frustrating because obviously like not every movie plot can be perfect like there have Mm -hmm. to be it's not gonna be perfect whatever Mm -hmm. but the things that could have been so easily fixed for not additional money is what frustrates me the most I know because it's like <laughs> you bought one prop, but you could have just done another prop for the same price. Yeah. Like it's, you've got so much money, Netflix. It was, I don't know where it all went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To that Calvin Klein underwear. Yeah. Um, I saw that, I saw that name drop. <laughs> so true. That scene was weird too. The whole thing where they're just trying to figure out whether or not they'd slept together. And I was like, this doesn't really have any significance. I don't think. I mean, they mention it maybe later in the movie, but like, I don't. It was weird. It just like the again, the pacing was weird and how they set it up was strange. There was no like, yeah, they just wake up the morning after the party, like the morning after they get really drunk, and then they're like, oh no, did we sleep together? Oh no. It had less significance than when on the fourth of July their hands touched for an uncomfortable <laughs> amount of time. And I was like, y'all might have and I mean her sister yeah. says that too. That's mm-hmm. more significant than when you might have slept together. And yeah. someone's like, yes. And that also was contrived. They were holding, their hands were touching 25 seconds, at least. I have never touched someone for 25 seconds accidentally. That's uncomfortable. That's so long. The the choices, and okay, so the thing about money, here's here's the thing for you. I think they blew most of their budget on licensing Move Bitch for the Easter scene. Because that's like a ludicrous song. Which I can't imagine would be very cheap to like put in a movie to get the like copyright whatever you know to <laughs> so and it was either laxatives or oh. ludicrous and and they spent all that money on women's jewelry so oh that's that's true we've seen this before the jewelry budget is a top priority for Netflix originals <laughs> <laughs> they used another <sighs> song for the wedding too oh yeah the the one for the father daughter yeah I don't remember what song but. That whole wedding sequence was a fever dream. I was so confused Facts. as to what was happening. I was so confused as to why they had to have that FaceTime call to talk about not going to the wedding together. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Why FaceTime? Like, That's the definition of watch- this could have been an email. <laughs> but why did I spend my time watching this movie to have a FaceTime call pop up in it? They didn't even mirror the scenes. They literally just had the FaceTimes on the screen. Maybe that was them showing that their relationship has progressed. They used to just call on the phone and now mm. they progress to FaceTime. See each other. That's true. 
but it was just it was so awkward because like it cut from <laughs> they don't do that thing of where they're filming the character doing the FaceTime yeah they're just they put the FaceTime on screen I just which I seems like another Netflix thing yeah. that they do like they'll show the phone yeah. or they're sh- they'll show the phone while people are texting or they'll, or they'll show the phone while people are FaceTiming mm-hmm. and I guess it's trying to make it feel like immersive <laughs> but like why would you do that I'm already on my phone all the time anyway exactly. like, why do I want to see what I see every single fucking day like I know this feeling I get it exactly I you don't have to tell me yeah, yeah. and then the, the whole thing of like they had to break up the father-daughter dance because it was embarrassing I was like what it was weird and awkward and additionally they're like oh this won't look good on the wedding video and I'm like it'll will it look worse on the wedding video than like people have already seen it yeah it's done yeah they were just mean to the the brother's fiance in general I felt like they just (laughs) they kind of just kind of they have her in there and everyone's just sort of trashing on her yeah I don't know and the brother's fiance was another case of like they added plot lines that didn't need to be added like Mm -hmm. they show over the course of the movie that her brother and the fiance don't know each other nearly as well as they think they do and mm-hmm. then they end up going to couples therapy to like delve into that. And I'm like, why? What did this add? Yeah. Cause yeah, I guess they said like when, when he proposed to her at Christmas, they had only been on like it was three months, say, like or six something. dates. Yeah. And so it was like maybe they're doing a thing where they were implying that, you know, because they rushed into it, they don't actually know each other and whatever. But the thing is that they weren't the main focus of the plot anyway. Yeah. So like it was just a stupid like subplot that wasn't really developed at all so you're just it's just kind of there yeah yeah and there was like a gradation of how much these weird little subplots were developed and obviously there was a little more development with Sloane's sister Abby that Mm -hmm. she was married to a saint her husband always would stay home with the children and she ends up kissing some guy and feels horrible about it so Mm -hmm. like those that and the brother's fiance taken together feels like a theme that like they all thought that Sloan was the sad one and she didn't have anything ah. figured out blah 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 but it feels like it's dismissing the fact that they also kind of build Sloan up as like yes she was sad and didn't know and like <laughs> didn't know what to do yeah and like yeah it kind of felt like they were sewing a larger message that like you need to be aware in your relationships and be conscious and Mm -hmm. really pay attention to the other person Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that until you just pointed it out I was like oh wait that actually makes sense but like they didn't execute that in the movie yeah (laughs) it was so fragmented yes like obviously I don't think that movies need to like beat you over the head with the lesson Mm -hmm. but the more I'm thinking about it the more I'm like clearly that's the lesson that they were trying to teach yeah but it just felt so like thrown in at the last minute (laughs) I literally didn't get that from the movie while I was watching it yeah I think I was more annoyed I was annoyed I was like what why can't they just get like a a through line for this plot like why is it so like you said why is it so fragmented 
what is all this like supposed to say and I kept getting distracted by the fact that like a lot of what they were saying was just like reinforcing gender stereotypes and so I was pissed off and so I like couldn't see past that but like I totally like your reading of it is what they were trying to do but like it just was not communicated clearly enough because they were they had too many things going on the things they chose to develop were questionable And then the weirdest thing that I didn't realize until the end that Sloane's mom was single. Right. And they never say anything about what happened to the dad or like there's nothing addressed at all about that situation. It was very weird. Which was so weird. And then additionally, like, why is Sloane's mom shitting on her for being single when she herself is single? Right. So it's like that could have developing that and like at least giving us a reason for why the mom is single could maybe like help us understand a little bit more of why she is the way she is with Sloan and always being like you need to be married you need to you know have a need to have a partner you don't want to be an old maid or whatever I totally agree with you I, it wasn't until after I was done watching the movie I was like wait what was did she have it was there a dad <laughs> like, yeah exactly and there was they literally never say yeah there was no reason to make sloan's mom single at all yeah like no she got with wally in the end but Wa- she didn't mm-hmm. have to like that was an end credit thing that she got with wally mm-hmm. and it seems like if they made her single it should have been for a reason like that she would be sloan's defender that like hey you need to take mm-hmm. the time you need to get ready for this blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. whereas like the younger the other two girls her sister and her um sister-in-law were like no love's the answer yeah no that's a good idea and it would have maybe like (laughs) at least created some kind of family dynamic that was maybe more cohesive than everyone just shitting on sloan all the time yeah and it wouldn't have turned the mom into this kind of stereotype of oh my daughter has to get married and that's all i'm gonna think about because that's all mothers think about all the time yeah it would have added so much nuance for her to be Mm -hmm. like oh your dad he died but I loved him so much and there's just no emotional development of anything no I think this is what happens when you have just like a bunch of undeveloped subplots happening within an already pretty fragmented movie structure because like I don't necessarily dislike the idea of kind of this sort of episodic like going through time because it shows that time passes and like that Mm. gives you you know a, a kind of an easy way to to structure the movie and whatever but there were just there's so much going on it was an hour and 45 minutes long. It felt so long. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I don't think they developed anything properly. No. It was a computer. And again, yeah, it seems like this is the MO of Netflix originals. Mm-hmm. That they just throw as much in there and hope that someone relates to something in it and yep. call it a day. Yeah. Such a waste of money. That's all I think about. I'm just like, yeah. why do you spend the money to do this? You could have done a much better movie and cast similar people and maybe yeah. maybe people would have enjoyed it. Because like, I don't, I mean, we're watching this for this purpose, but like, do you turn this on for fun? Like, <laughs> yeah, like they had it up on the main, like the homepage yeah. of Netflix and everything. So they were pushing it as like a holiday movie. That was the other thing. It was kind of like yeah. a holiday, but it really is not really... <laughs> Yeah, I was. I thought it's it all was, the holidays. Yeah, I thought it was a winter holiday movie. Yeah, no, no, no. I really thought it was gonna be like just the entire like Thanksgiving, you know, kind of Christmasy season and the whole like cuffing season thing. Like, yeah, I thought that's what really what it was gonna go on. Yeah, but uh, it it didn't, and it was weird. And the opening ten minutes were just profoundly uncomfortable, especially the whole thing with Jackson and his date and the. 
the family that he he goes to yeah he goes to celebrate christmas with his date's family and it's just like what the fuck yeah very uncomfortable confirmed that was another thing that in when they were in the hospital the nurse kind of looks like the mom from that first little section and i thought that because he says like oh do i know you i think i've seen you somewhere before and i thought they were setting it up for it to be the mom and it wasn't oh my god i didn't even realize that (laughs) this is again like something that clearly actually would have been really funny too would have been funny but also like it was too close to have been accidental but clearly it was accidental (laughs) which is another thing that confuses me so much about netflix movies that there are so many things that i'm like hello that's weird do you think that nah it's like too much to think that he was implying that it was the mom like i feel like that's just doing a lot to try to call back but yeah yeah well on the second (sighs) now i'm thinking about that (laughs) yeah because i watched like first half second half separately when i watched the second half i was like that's the mom isn't that the mom Mm -hmm. and then when i watched it the second time i didn't watch it all the way through but i watched it through to i watched it through the fourth of july I don't remember what the... Oh, yeah. The next one is The Wedding. I didn't watch The Wedding. Yeah. Um, anyway, and I was like, oh, no. That's definitely not the mom from the start. But, like, mm-hmm. she looks similar to the mom. Yeah. There's just a lot of questions that can never really be answered. Yeah. We've got notes for this script. We have notes. Like, neither of us have experience in the film industry. But, like, do they think the audience is stupid? Do they think we're not going to have these kinds of criticisms? Like... I don't know what Netflix thinks of their audience. Yeah. And I still think, like, <laughs> maybe I'm giving them too much benefit of the doubt, but this must be on purpose. So mm-hmm. many of these things are so easy to remedy. And yeah. the fact that they haven't makes me think that they have so little staff and they're churning these out at such a high rate that they just don't care. Yeah. Or they're doing it on purpose so that people will watch it again and yeah. either discuss it or watch it again because they're so confused i i i think your theory is <laughs> right because the amount of in the past like three-ish years the amount of like online commentary and like video essays i've yeah. seen just regarding netflix movies and as a phenomenon and like there are whole channels that just do like you know they'll just watch like a bad netflix movie and they'll talk about it and they always get lots of views i watch them all the time yeah (laughs) that's basically like part of this podcast exactly so so it's i mean if it is their plan it's very i i have to say it's very savvy in the way you know like to drive a viewership like that but at the same time it's very like it's kind of disconcerting because i just like to see consistently good stuff being put out it would be nice but yeah. you know whatever they put out good stuff but it's just like then, then you get 10 of these things exactly uh, so <laughs> again so many things would be so easy to fix it has nothing to do yep. with budget like yep it's just script writing yeah I, I don't think they're I don't know how script writing and like the production works but I would assume you kind of have to hire a team for writing the script and it has to go through a couple rounds but like you said maybe because they turn it out it's just kind of like these are early drafts and they're like let's just do it Boom. <laughs> we don't need to workshop the other things that I remarked were that one there was definitely a musical sim- similarity to the kissing booth um <laughs> Like, there were maybe some of the same artists in there. I can't prove this. But um, 
I, I felt it in my soul. <laughs> the most um, similar to, to the kissing booth was right at the beginning at the New Year's party. Mm. The song, the songs that were played felt very kissing booth-esque. Yeah. Um, and then I also had musical remarks on the when they finally come together, um, mm-hmm. using that as a euphemism. Musical vibes were weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> The musical vibe was so very weird, but I kind of liked it. And again, mm-hmm. maybe this is really just a symptom of me being unhinged and like looking for joy <laughs> anywhere I can find it. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> I kind of liked it. And I was like, yo, yeah. work that piano. Um, <laughs> it was very like, it made a shift almost to a more like dramatic tone with the lighting. It was yeah. very like lit by the sun and like, ethereal. Know, it just, yeah. <laughs> And then they had the classic rom-com aerial shot of, not aerial shot, but bird's eye view of the bed with yeah. both of them, like, exhausted on there. Like, we've seen All it a million times. <laughs> All the blankets Somehow are gone. they've and strewn then... the sheet so that both of them are covered sufficiently. Very strategically, yeah. yes. And then when she gets up to answer the door, she takes the whole sheet yeah. with her. I was like, that's a little inconsiderate, but... <laughs> I guess and they're both they're both like sprayed down with like <laughs> some they're all t- they're both just very shiny they are oiled up really this is just also showing how emotionally invested I got in this movie by the end but I just wrote in all caps hope the sister pulls some shit <laughs> because I, I just couldn't stand it anymore I really wanted her to say like you both like each other get over it <laughs> I just wanted them to be together. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was, they're very cute together. I like their dynamic. I think that, you know, it was when, when they kind of had the like back and forth going, I was like, yeah, I like, and I also like when she's speaking to him in the mall, making her big gesture and he goes, nah, and he, goes, <laughs> and he walks away. <laughs> that was actually really funny. That was so funny. That was one of my favorite parts. So like, I was like, we need more of that. Like, I want more, to, more, I wanted more of that. I want what they have. Making a dramatic gesture and then going, but I want to be the one to go, mm, nah. Nah. <laughs> um, on the other hand, I was laughing uncontrollably when they were in the groceries. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. And he was like, I didn't write down all of it, but basically it started that he was like, you're just afraid. I love right. you and you love me or whatever and then she was like first of all I don't know why she got so hung up on the fact that he said like oh you're not even attractive to me at the start thank you oh my god I forgot that that was something I was really <laughs> weirded up I was like what the fuck the dynamic was established that you weren't gonna like hook up yeah. like it was just a friend's son it, yeah go on and she thank had you. the same sentiment so why is yes. she so caught up on that it just like made it seem like she was actually secretly wanting him to be attracted to her because women like say no when they mean yes and yeah like oh my god of course I want a guy to be attracted to me and like they made her seem all sad on New Year's Eve when she didn't have someone to kiss at midnight when he went to the bathroom I understand because like you know she had a bad relation she was cheated on blah, blah blah and she's seeing all these people like having a connection but at the same time they had established that that wasn't the deal like you know that wasn't what they were gonna do and she she seemed fine with that and so I just didn't like how the movie was actually kind of hinting at the fact that she wanted it all along which is stupid so yeah yes it should have been an equal because like yeah they both developed feelings for each other fine mm-hmm. whatever yeah 
it just makes her seem shallow to be like oh you didn't think I was attractive like that's what I'm gonna be concerned about this entire time yeah. like when you've yeah. clearly shown that you have interest in me because like yeah on it also this is like kind of triggering.com because I watch all these movies and watch people like emotionally shut off from other people and I'm like idiot I would never do that <laughs> <laughs> I was like wow I'd be such a good communicator no <laughs> you have called me out literally all the time I'm like obviously I communicate well and then I'll like interact with one man and I'm like I'm gonna give him the silent treatment for three months and then see what happens <laughs> me ghosting a man and then blocking his number yeah I love my hypocrisy whenever I watch rom-coms and I'm like your all your problems would just be solved if you guys communicated more <laughs> I'm so with you on that. I have a, I have a, on a story that I won't share here, but I should tell you about because it's like, well, if I think about it every time and I'm like, wow, you really fucking suck at communicating, don't you? Top secret. Um, we're the same person. Every day we yeah. find out more that we're the same person. We share the same brain. <laughs> We've just been friends for upwards of 10 years, but every day we find out that we're <laughs> similar. This is, like, why I'm a, I'm a bad communicator. I'm a bad friend because I don't stay in touch with people enough. Might I remind everyone that Elise and I literally didn't talk between the release of the first <laughs> and second Kissing Booth movies? We literally didn't talk once. It was two years. It is confirmation that we are the same person because we just can't do it. What is wrong with us? <laughs> two chaotic neutrals in a friendship be like (laughs) sometimes I forget about that that I think about it I'm like oh my god yeah anyway so really we've just read ourselves for the past yeah several minutes I don't remember where we started on this basically that Sloan needed to communicate um, Mm -hmm. and that both of us were like idiot Sloan communicate but (laughs) Yeah. Personally, I would never reveal any kind of feelings to a man ever. It's a big mistake. Huge. They don't deserve it. No. I can't. I, I haven't talked to a real live man in, uh, since 2019. <laughs> the spring of 2019. <laughs> the last time. Outside of my family. Oh, and my coworkers, because all my coworkers are men, which is exhausting. I would love to go into a feminist think tank immediately, personally. Do you want to start one? Yeah, let me start one. Any females who want to join would love because I'm tired of the drama, ladies. Yeah, for for uh, people who really don't pretend to not be about the drama, the men are really about the drama. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to be sympathetic to my brother today. Um, and I was like... I know that at some point men decided to oppress themselves, but you can be open about your emotions. I give you permission. Big facts. Arbitrarily. Just let it out. And he was like, I express my emotions in private, which I guess is one level above repression. And I was like, no, it's not. That is what repression is. But go off, King. You know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway, I really identify with Sloan here is what I'm saying even though I would love to say that I don't (laughs) honestly yeah same same yeah oh I remember what started this we were talking about their conversation in the grocery store oh yes and how he said I lard you you actually are attractive to me he said (laughs) he said what was I supposed to say those lips are meant to be kissed and you have eyes that make me forget my own name 
And this is where Sloane and I differ because she kind of gets mad. I simply uh-huh. would be like, <laughs> I would throw up right in that freezer aisle. <laughs> me too. I wouldn't know how to handle myself if someone actually like looked at me and very seriously said something like that. That'd be the end for me. That would actually be the breakup. That disgusts me. We support men expressing emotions, but not like that. <laughs> <laughs> not like that and not to me. Like, tell that to your boys. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say the next time, like, a man compliments me. (laughs) That's so nice for you. Why don't you tell that to your boys? (laughs) Can you imagine the kind of healthy place that that men would be in if they told those things to their boys instead of to the women who don't really want to hear them? (laughs) You know those memes? I I feel like, (laughs) you know those memes that are, like, it's this futuristic utopia and it's, like, the world if boys if they told that cringy shit to their boys i'm very seriously thinking about this now i feel like this is revolutionary i feel like it's a great way to workshop how you're gonna like talk to your significant other the person you're interested in and uh and then this insights healthy conversation between men about expressing their feelings and maybe like don't say that your eyes make me forget my name because that's just a lot that's a no from me helps yeah I think this is a microcosm of like the phenomenon of men dumping their emotions on women mm-hmm. because yes. if you compare <gasps> what they'd say to other men versus what they they'll say to women like mm-hmm. obviously not all men like maybe men wouldn't talk about complimenting their girl at all or like would say oh she's really smart like she's really funny whatever yeah but even how this movie portrays it like the way that he talks to her like he's talking to the other boys mm-hmm like he does at new year's eve like oh your tits look great like your ass is banging like whatever oh my god yeah like when he's romantically interested in her is like yeah he says lips meant to be kissed and eyes that make me forget my name it feels so much like putting so much burden on sloan and on women Mm. i feel like there's only two ways that it can be taken for me and maybe that's the root of like my nausea at this that like the one way is that He's making things up to manipulate her. Mm. And then the other way is that, like, he's way too involved and doesn't mm-hmm. know where to put his emotions, which makes me uncomfortable. There should be a happy medium. Because mm-hmm. I think in general, men don't share anything with their male friends emotionally. And they sh- dump everything on the women in their lives. Mm-hmm. And just like the disparity between like how they would describe women to men versus how they would describe women to themselves Mm -hmm. it feels like a parallel in a lot of ways yeah like why can't you find a happy medium that like instead of like saying to your boys nothing and dumping everything on women that you would obviously put a little bit more emotional weight in like your romantic relationship Mm -hmm. but still kind of have that balance with men and equally like not go from like saying oh she has nice tits to you hold the world in your eyes yeah oh god that's so well said and i really like that reading that's just really nice i think well said is pretty generous um no i think but that like that's so true it's like always represented as some kind of extreme it's either like extreme objectification yeah or the most like quote romantic thing that could ever be said Um, yeah and really I think in reality women don't really react to extremes like like that's not gonna make someone respond I mean not just women like I feel like anyone you know you you want to 
say things that are well considered and like balanced and like don't totally throw someone off yeah. can you imagine if someone had said something like that in real life like your eyes make me want to forget my name like like you said it's just oh it it's just so contrived like uh-huh that's not for exactly real. yeah I'd be like you're not saying that to me right now are you yeah like, no no rethink <laughs> pull that back into your little mouth um you want to workshop that bud just let it <laughs> swirl around in your brain for a little bit and then see what else could come out yeah and the other thing is that it's like only men who can in movies it's only men who can say things to that height of like romance because yeah. if a woman said it I feel like it would be like portrayed as she's like so over the top and crazy yeah like, she's she obsessed said this with me thing. she's obsessed with me yes Ugh. she's so clingy yeah so I think long story short extremes and binaries are not good and do not make for fun and interesting representation <laughs> yeah and uh yeah don't say that shit to us <laughs> cease and desist at men men i would prefer you not communicate with me at all yeah <laughs> just don't talk to me personally i'm not going to communicate with you so you might as well just like i'll only i'll text you every every five months <laughs> <laughs> on average it's going to be once mm, three times a year Anyway, oh man. Personally, I enjoyed this movie. I would watch it again. I understand the flaws, but mm-hmm. this is like one of the most divisive films we've watched. <laughs> I know, yeah. I think I completely respect your opinion. I think I've like come around to thinking more positively about certain things in the movie, but personally I wouldn't watch it again just because it was an hour and 45 minutes of just like this very disjointed plot but I will say that I enjoyed the chemistry between the leads and I think that the movie that I kind of want to see is the movie about Susan and Farouk the doctor who end up getting together at the end I want to see Susan's journey um that's who I'm here for Kristen Chenoweth all the way yeah I mean I won't argue with that I'll see a little more Kristen in my life watch if you want yeah and watch at your own peril um you've got you're armed with the information now yeah um anyway (laughs) thanks one and all for tuning in see you next time bye